Welcome to another edition of Brandon Sports Podcast. On this episode, we're going to have a very special guest on the show, Courtside Ross. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, man. Hope everything's good during this COVID, you know, 19, very tough times. And, you know, hope you and your family are being safe. Absolutely. Um, I wish the same for you as well. Thanks a lot, bro. Thanks a lot. All right. In today's episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the NBA. The NBA is... Um, Fastly coming back, I believe, from the rumors and all the sources that I've seen on social media, the NBA will be making a return in July, and teams will be back in camp in June. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, I'm a little skeptical on that because I don't think whoever wins this year, I don't think that that is a credible ring. Not necessarily taking away from any team that wins, but um, certain players have certain advantages. Um, for example, LeBron James might have a gem in his and, you know, in his in his house, um, somebody like Trey Young, even though the Hawks are not making the playoffs, somebody like Trey Young may not have a, have access to that. He might be outside and stuff training. Um, so it's just a little different for me. Yeah, I feel you on that. Some players definitely will have advantages, and some won't. And you know, the higher paid players, like you said, like LeBron, you know, the bigger names, Kawhi, and uh, all these guys, they'll have the advantage because they have gyms and they'll be working out with professional trainers, but the guys who are not getting paid as much, uh, they won't be ready. I think you got a good point on that. Absolutely. Um, I saw something the other day. Um, they were talking about football players and they said that one of the trainers said that he had seven guys come in and two passed out. He said, usually he'll train 150 guys and only four pass out. And he said two pass out in seven. So that's crazy. So he was, he was pretty much saying these guys are out of shape. So I can only imagine for the NBA players how they are right now. Yeah, they're probably really out of shape, man. And I know you're a trainer too, man. Talk to me a little bit about your training that you do. Man, it's, it came from Hamadou Diallo. Um, I was at USA 19, and literally the dude said, yo, your jump shot broke, but you got hella moves, though. And that's exactly what he told me. And ever since then, he inspired me. Um, I started off as a writer um, and, and doing things like that, just building my buzz through social media, through predictions. And ever since, you know, Hamadou told me that, I've always been able to play the game, and people have always embedded that in me. And they always say, yeah, you you nice a little bit. Why don't you train? But I always never really stepped out in that faith from God until Hamadou said that. That's what's up, man. And I believe Hamadou is from out here in New York, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, New York ballers, man, we got that inside of us where, you know, I played basketball too growing up in the AAU circuit in high school and junior high school, man. So, I know, man. I've been to great, great, great trainers and, you know, some very bad trainers. So, Absolutely. You know, you can tell which ones are knowing what they're doing and which ones are in it for the wrong uh, wrong business, you know. You know what I, mean? I, I mean, I don't really speak on it because I don't really personally know a lot of trainers. I kind of say to myself, but I would say a lot of them are in it for the wrong reasons. And they're, you know, just stealing these parents' money. Yeah, man. It's, you know, they look at the dollar signs first rather than looking at the kids and developing them. Mm-hmm. Or they just say, oh, I trained that kid. They just want the clout. That's all it is, really. Yeah, they just want the tag, you know, along with the kid. You know, if he makes it successful, mm-hmm. they want that name under him. Exactly. No doubt, no doubt. All right, another big name that I wanted to get into today was, you know, one of the biggest names in the NBA and coming off an Achilles injury, Kevin Durant. Uh, if the season comes back in July, do you think he'll he'll be, he'll be uh, returning or do you think he'll sit out? Uh, that's a great question, bro. I, I honestly don't know. I would say, right as of right now, no, he shouldn't return. But then again, I, I feel I have my reasons why he should return because in 2023, Kyrie's contract is up. 
and Katie's contract is up. So do you really want to waste a year in your prime when you got Giannis out there, when you got LeBron out there, you got Kawhi? Um, so it's just like, it's not necessarily true that they might win a championship. I do think KD and Kyrie will win a championship in Brooklyn and bring their first ring to Brooklyn. But I just have my reasons. If I think this might be a waste of year. And it's going to be hard to, you know, beat LeBron. It's going to be hard to beat Kawhi. It's going to be hard to beat Giannis. And he's here. Right. right. I see your viewpoint on that. And also, like you said, the contracts are running out pretty soon. They signed uh, very short-term contracts. Mm -hmm. And also with it being, uh, you know, it's going to be a year since the injury, I believe, in June. So, you know, I think Durant's already, you know, he was already working out before the COVID. And, you know, in February, I saw videos of him already in the gym working out. So I believe, you know, he's already, you know, I think he's there physically. Um, I'm not sure mentally if he'll be ready to be back. Oh, I think I think he's ready mentally. It's, Kevin Durant is a killer. Actually, yeah, you're killer. right. You're and right. This, I think he'll push himself. And this break kind of helped him, really, in, in a way, because it would be almost a, the finals would be starting in a week and a half from now, two weeks from now. So. If you look at that, he before before the playoffs starting, you know, early April, mid April, Kevin Durant maybe shouldn't have came back. But if they talking about resuming it in July and August. I don't see no reason why they shouldn't because the Nets are in the seventh seed right now. You just never know. Hey, I, that, that would be that would be the scariest team almost in NBA history to play. If you got to face Kyrie and KD and they're seven to six seed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. You know, you know me being a Nets fan. I follow the team all year, so. And I saw uh, Kyrie, he also had an injury. He had to get surgery uh, to end his year. But he's already back in the gym. I saw a video of him um, already working out and stuff. So if the season starts in July, man, I have a feeling that these guys are going to play, man. I just think Kevin Durant's going to push for uh, Sean Marks and the, you know, the injury coaching staff to, to push to play. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe get some rust off, too, for next season. Probably a good idea also. And they got they got um a, they would have a training camp coming up, so they give um KD you know a couple of weeks to get in the groove of everything. And from what I saw, he looked pretty good. So it's I'm I'm about fifty fifty on the situation on that. Yeah. Also, I think he'll be a little hesitant because you know he don't want to rush it too mm -hmm. from the last injury where uh, the Achilles where he rushed it in the finals. I don't think he'll. Uh, I I don't know, man, but. You know, being a little hesitant to re-injure it, it'll be in the back of his head. But I know he's pushing to play. He's, he's fiending to play, man. So I'm going to ask you a question. If KD comes back, do the Nets have a chance of getting to maybe the Eastern Conference Finals or the NBA Finals? You know my answer on this one, man. I truly believe if he's at least 80% of what Kevin Durant can be, and if Kyrie's playing, that's a big if. You know, I don't know if Kyrie mm -hmm. will be back because he's had a shoulder injury and you don't want to re-aggravate that, especially, you know, you're shooting uh, – that's where your shooting comes from, you, you know, your upper body and your arms, you know. So, uh, But if Kevin Durant is 80% of the player he is, I think we'll, we'll definitely beat the Raptors in the round. I, I can believe that. I, I mean, I can see that. I mean, absolutely I can see that. that that's That would be scary. And then, you know, you get the win out of what, the 3-6 game? Yeah, I believe it will be 3-6, which right now is, um, I think, Philly or uh, Philly. Boston. One. Yeah, Philly. Yep, Philly and Boston. Yeah, so – I mean, look at that, man, you know. I don't know if we could beat those teams because chemistry, you know, Kevin Durant will still have to get, you know, used to the guys. And also Jack Vaughn is taking over Kenny Atkinson mm -hmm. uh, being fired. So, you know, it's a lot, a lot of, of – uh, It's a lot of scenarios. It's a lot of scenarios where the team has to, you know, gel, gel. And it takes time to gel. You know that as a basketball, you know, being around the sport. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. I don't know. Maybe the coaching situation, if they really want that coach that they got now, 
then they'll go out and play for them. But if they don't want them, then they won't play for them. Because it's a situation you never know. Milwaukee's an injury away from Miami maybe getting them second round. And if Miami get them second round, they beat them. And the Nets face them in the Eastern Conference Finals, you just never know the situation that can present itself. So, I don't know, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was very weird when I saw that Kenny Atkinson got fired, you know. Uh, he's been very, uh, very, very important piece of this, you know, culture change that the Nets had when, you know, when we, we had Darren Williams, Joe Johnson, when they all left. You know, Kenny Atkinson was a big piece in that development where we added Rodney Hollis-Jefferson, Karis LeVert. You know, we got the trade for D'Angelo, and this team just started to, you know, develop well and mm-hmm. play a gritty Brooklyn basketball, which, you know, Kenny Atkinson installed in that team. And it shocked me that they fired him right away without, you know, even getting a chance to have Kevin Durant and Kyrie suit up together. Man, I don't know what's going on. What's going on out there? And they, and they were in that playoff hunt, too. So, I mean, it, technically in, in, a, in a regular season, this they wouldn't be in a playoff hunt. But I literally had a post coming out before all this stuff happened. And that I said, if the Brooklyn Nets and Orlando Magic, one of them, one of those teams, if they lost the rest of the game, so if one of those teams went 30 and 52, they will still make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference this year with a record of 30 and 52. Because the Wizards are 24 and 40, the Hornets are 23 and 42, and Chicago is like 22 and 43 or something like that. So I don't see if they get, if they do get to 30 games, only probably one of them is gonna push Orlando or Brooklyn out. So it's it's a weird, it's a weird season and stuff like that. You gotta take advantage of the situation. Because I don't think we'll ever see a season like this again. And you might be able to, you might be able to get a luck ring on a season like this where you might have not been able to get a ring before. Yeah, that's very interesting, man. I want to see how they, you know, how the NBA and the commissioner, you know, how they, you know, how they put the schedule together for July. And are they going to play the rest of the regular season games? Are they going to go into a tournament? Like, I want to know what they're doing, you know? And, yeah. Are they going to play with fans? I doubt it. I don't think it will be fans there. Yeah. Because I know in other sports, in boxing, et cetera, they're not going to have uh, fans, and they're already starting in June. Right. That's facts. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this, this is a, a, a wicked year. I don't even have, the, I don't even have the, the right words for it. I know, man, which is very interesting why I asked you about Kevin Durant, because I feel like maybe he knows his body, and maybe he's pushing himself. I'm like, damn, I could win a ring, you know, mm-hmm. and then that's already on my resume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I already got a um Kevin Durant article cooking up. I, I started this joint probably September of last year. I'm just waiting for him to return. So if he does return, I'm gonna have to speed the process up. If he doesn't, I, I got something cooking. There's even more stuff ready. But y'all better be ready and be tuned in for that because I'm I got a lot of things to say about Kevin Durant. For sure, man. For sure. I'll be tuned in for that for sure, Absolutely. man. And you know, uh um, so have you always been a, what have you, you always been a Nets fan? When they were in Jersey or you you were yeah, man. Uh, funny story. I've always been a Nets fan since they were in Jersey. Uh, anyone that knows me knows me personally. You know, I grew up in the Jason Kidd and Vince Carter era, so, you know, it was good times there. Uh, I don't know why I never stuck with the Knicks. You know, um, they had uh, Marbury in that time. You know, weren't the best team, but, you know, something about Jason Kidd and Vince Carter and RJ yeah, and Mikey absolutely. Moore and all those guys, mm-hmm. they were exciting Richard to watch, Jefferson. man. Yeah, they had a good team, man, and it was exciting to watch, and I just stuck with them, you know, and then the move to Brooklyn made it even more, you know, absolutely. more attractive to me. Like, damn, this team's coming to New York now. Yeah, absolutely. I was disappointed that, you know, Darren Williams and, you know, Joe Johnson and them couldn't get a ring. But, you know, stuff happens and, you know, Darren didn't perform up to his expectations, I feel, you know, mm-hmm. especially with the contract he signed. And, you know, 
He just didn't live I up think, to the expectations. I think one of those years, they didn't they lose to Chicago without Derrick Rose. We did lose to Chicago without yeah. Derrick Rose that one yep. series. And because I remember they had yep. one yeah. year that y'all beat the Raptors, and I don't remember the years. I'm getting the years mixed up, but I do remember Nate Robinson busting y'all at. Yep, that was the Chicago series where they didn't have Derrick Rose. That was 13. That was the first year in Brooklyn, I believe. You got to give Sean Marks a lot of credit because how he literally flipped D'Angelo Russell. And if you think about it, he kind of flipped Brooke Lopez and, and Kyle Kuzma for Kevin Durant, if you really think about it. Yeah, this dude, man, Sean Marks, is he's got to be one of the best GMs I've seen, man, the way he makes these moves right now. Because literally four years ago, the Nets – well, we didn't know how nobody knew how they would get out of that situation. Nobody. A lot of people uh thought D'Angelo was gonna stay. Me personally, I thought we were gonna keep him, you know, build around him, you know, add some pieces, maybe see that he develops a little more. You know, he's still young. Mm-hmm. So Sean Marks, man, give him credit for getting KD and Kyrie, man. I don't know how he did it. And I'm sure if you know, after this, you know, weird COVID season goes down, I think we're gonna have some more moves made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, absolutely. But what you think about that um that Bradley Bill situation? You think it, it possibly could happen? I was just gonna get into that Bradley Bill situation, man. If the Nets could pull off a Bradley Bill deal, uh, say for Levert, Dinwoody, Allen, you know that's probably gonna be the asking price for the Wizards. I think it'll be a nice trade. A lot but... of first round picks. I think Bradley Bill's worth it. Yeah, for sure, man. Bradley Bill's an elite player in this league. One of the best two guards in the game. A uh, very underrated player, in my opinion. I think he doesn't get the credit that he Never. deserves. I mean, you, when you played in Washington, let's think about it. Washington, really, I'm from Baltimore, so Washington, I've always liked the Wizards. You know, I, I, I grew up an MJ fan, but um, as of recently, you know, growing up and stuff, because and, D.C. is pretty much the Baltimore team, I, I, I fell in love with the Wizards. John Wall is actually my favorite player, and I've been watching John Wall and Bradley Bill for, Bill for years, way before anybody even knew about him, and they just got a special chemistry. And I remember saying a long time ago, it kind of might sound crazy, but I always felt Bradley Bill to me was a little bit better than Klay Thompson because he can put the ball on the floor. Now, if you go back and you, you see Klay Thompson scoring 60 on 10 dribbles and all that, I don't think Bradley Bill can do shit like that. But in terms of creating <laughs> your own shot for, 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 for the Nets, I feel like Bradley Bill would be a, a great fit. It's just I don't know financially if they can be able to make that work. That's the thing. Um, if we get Bradley Bill, he'll take a lot of the salary and – it's going to have to be, you know, veterans that are going to come in and take, like, a, min- a league minimum, like, a, say, a Serge Ibaka, which I think the Nets need, a physical, you know, big man. Because if we trade Allen, you know, DeAndre Jordan's going to have to probably be the starting center. And, you know, he's on the second half of his career. He's in the downside. But he can still play. He can still get your rebounds, yeah, gotta, get some blocks here and there. I got a kid named Nick Claxton, who, mm. who was one of my draft sleepers last year. I think this kid, yeah. he's a project. He's a three-year project. But he might end up being uh, a very vital role player down the stretch. And if he is. Man, tell the people about Claxton, man, because I'm excited about that kid. When I, whenever I see him on the court, he does something good. Uh, man. I, I watch. I didn't see a lot of Georgia games in college. I saw a few. Um, and what I saw from him when I'm watching tape, he can guard four positions. He's very agile. You know, he can get up and down the floor. He's, he's one of these new, you know, hybrids, you know, three, four body type. Um, that you could you could play at the five. He's not really a stretch four or anything because he's not a great shooter or anything yet. But I'm sure he's been working on that. If he if he's around Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's going to get some handles on him. And not only having that, he's a phenomenal rebounder. He's one of the fastest bigs and, and most agile bigs at his size. 
and I mean, he can block shots. And the thing that, that I love about him is it, when the league, you know, they go into all the switching and stuff off the screens, he can guard four positions right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that, that that he's a sleeper piece. And if, if they do win a championship in Brooklyn, I think you'll, you'll remember the name Nick Claxton. For sure, man. Nick Claxton, I'm very high on him. He's very athletic. He can even shoot three ball. He reminds me of a young Chris Boss right now, man. Mm, and he's left-handed, so that's a good comparison. And he's left-handed. Yes, that's a, that's a good comparison. Yeah, he just got to get a little stronger. You know, he's still young. I'm giving him I mean, time. Bosch, the comparison to Chris Bosh is good. At this point, though. I mean, not at, I mean, at early in his, in his career, Chris Bosh had way more game than him. But Chris Bosh couldn't do the, a lot of the things that Nick Claxton could do defensively. So, but that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a formidable comparison. I, I kind of like that comparison. I just don't know if Nick Claxton yeah. is ever going to get to the level of Chris Bosh, though. Yeah, no, Chris Bosh came into the league already, you know, dominating. And, you know, Claxton's going to take some time, you know. But under the right circumstances, I can see the kid developing into a nice role player, you know, helping the team out. So you, you know? get Bradley Bill. If you get Bradley Bill, look, Le- LeBron James, is don't, he don't want this to happen. LeBron James is going to do something to the league to try to veto this trade. Because if they get Bradley Bill, LeBron, LeBron might not ever win another ring. I'm just being honest with you. It's no way in hell that – the Lakers will be able to beat. Maybe, maybe if they play them, you know, two times or three times in the NBA Finals, and we saw one of those little cycles of they played them in three straight years, they get them once. But if I'm LeBron James, I'm worried because you ain't gonna be able to beat Bradley Bill, Kyrie, and KD. If, you, if that's just be real, how do you guard? That's just be real. That would probably be the best big three of all fucking time. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at scenarios right now. You know, Kyrie bringing the ball up, but Beal on the wing, KD on the post, like a little triangle. And damn, how do you guard that? You can't. I mean, that 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 big three would be better than LeBron, Bosh, and Wade to me. I don't get. I don't care what nobody says because you can say whatever you want. Kyrie, Kyrie is the equalizer. Kyrie is, is better than than Chris Bosh. I mean, Kyrie, let's not forget, he just dropped 50, what, 53 or 54 points on 19 to 23 shooting. Brett? Oh, man, that game. That game was Bradley insane. Bell was robbed of the All-Star game. He averaged 30 points a game. How do you average 30 points a game and don't make the All-Star game? Not only that. Yeah, I'm you surprised. Got, you got your team in, in, in the thick of a playoff race, even though they're 24 and 40, whatever the hell they are. I don't care what that record is. He's averaging 30 points a game on literally the worst roster in the league. If you look at the Wizards roster right now, they have probably the worst roster in the league. I guarantee you, most people in the world can't even name two people in the Wizards. And I'm not even talking about John Wall because John Wall don't count. He's not even playing right now. Yeah. That's facts. For so sure, they get man. Bradley Bill. Yeah, Bradley Bill's a great I, player, I man. Worried. I mean, because you are, LeBron already got to worry about Kawhi Leonard and being in the West. So, and Giannis, that's really going to hurt Giannis more than anything. Cause what's Giannis going to do now? That that ain't that him and Chris Middleton ain't enough. They might be enough this year if they both come back come come back to get by him. But, yeah, I was going to ask you. Do you think anybody in the East could even stop no. that? Ooh. Do you think like a Boston team will develop with Kemba, J- nah, uh, Tatum, nah. and all these guys? Nah, that shit is it, it, it's it's dead. That's dead. No. Yeah, me personally, a Nets fan. I'm saying nobody can mess with us in the East right now. If we if we, if we get Bradley Bill, I just don't know not. that the Wizards are going to trade Bradley Bill. So I know a lot of people are hyped, but I think we should just you know pump the brakes on that because I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. I could be wrong, but I don't think the Nets have a lot to offer 
for Bradley Bill. For Bradley Bill's work, you could say, oh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis Avert. I mean, that's a great start. But if I'm the Wizards, I don't necessarily want that because once those boys' contracts come out, I mean, once I mean, once Spencer Dinwiddie after two years, you ain't really going to really want him no more. So you don't want to just – go ahead. And I also think – I also think John Wall's going to have an input in this. Knowing that he's coming back soon, I think he's going to tell, you know, the GM of the Wizards, Hey, look, I'm coming back. I want I want a competitive team. I don't want to be in a rebuild mode. But John Wall already ain't got no choice because there ain't too many teams that's really going to trade for him. There's only a few teams I can think about that would trade for him because his contract is crazy. I know, but I'm saying he doesn't want to get rid yeah. of Bill, you know. He wants a competitive team. He wants his boy with him, you know. He wants, hey, I'm going to be here, you know. I want to win. I don't want to have rebuilding stage with um, – you know, a losing team and well, you know, yeah, suffering. I, I, you're right. I agree with you. But what I was saying was that I don't think John Wall has a, a, a big say in this. Uh, I think he, I mean, I think he has a say in this, but do you really think uh, – let's just be honest. Do you think the Wizards are going to compete for a championship with John Wall and Bradley Bill? No, but I think they can compete for a playoff spot. I can agree with that. In the East. Next year. They'll be in the playoffs. But I just don't know. You know, John Wall being my favorite player, I just really don't know if the Wizards are going to give him up. I just I don't know. But I do think Bradley Bill, if the Nets somehow pull it off, that's at least two rings, at least. Yeah, I'm telling people we're at least getting one with that. Yeah, they, if they pull that off, that's, 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 they're going to win. They win it next year. They win it the year after next. And then they might lose, you know, because they're tired of winning or something. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are saying, you know, if, if the Nets don't go after Bradley Bill or that trade doesn't work, uh, what do you think of oh, Drew Holiday? Holiday? Oh, man, that, that that that's a ring. That's a ring. I think that's, that's a perfect, perfect fit, too. Because Drew Holiday can actually he can play off ball. Drew Holiday is yeah, one of the best two-way players in the league. But Drew Holiday is one of the best – Point guards of all time. Now, listen to what I'm telling you because he's not one of the best point guards of all time. He's one of the best point guards of all time that has been switched to off ball and has made that adjustment properly, if that makes sense, what I'm telling you. Because he started as a point guard. Yeah, I understand. There's not too many mm-hmm. decent point guards you see come into the league and then you, you turn them into a two guard and then they one of the best two guards in the league. Drew Holiday might be the most underrated, one of the most underrated players in the, in the game. Yeah, he's very underrated, man. I remember in his Phillies days, man, he was what? a really good point guard. And, yeah, he went to New Orleans and, you know, it went off ball a lot and, you know, it changed his game and he, he adjusted to yeah, it he, very um, well. He had some injuries, you know, and his wife, I forgot what she had. I think she had some type of illness or something. I don't want to specify on it because I honestly don't remember. It might have been a cancer, but I don't really want to get too much into it. But, you know, that, that slowed him down for a little while. But I also remember him, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they just sweep the Blazers a couple years ago? In the first round? Uh, yeah, I think they swept the Blazers. And he was giving uh, uh, McCollum and, and, and Lilla Fitz. He, he gave him 40 a few games, I thought. Yeah, that was, I think that was the year yeah. they had Rondo yep. with them, right? Yeah, they did. I think they did sweep them or 3-1 oh, or 4-1. I think they swept them boys. They got them boys out of there. Yeah, I was very shocked mm-hmm. in that series. I was shocked, too. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis was, was still a factor, too, though, man. That's the only time he got up the first round. For sure. Word. But, yeah, man. I think Drew Holiday would be a, a great piece for them if they don't get Bill. 
Yeah, I'd love for them to go after Drew Holiday, you know, especially with them building, you know, a young team in New Orleans with Lonzo, Zion, and Ingram, you know. Hell, he could come here and, you know, he can, he'll be on a competitive team oh, in the gonna, East and he can win. Because Kevin Durant going to get a ring in Brooklyn. I can promise you that. It's going to happen. And if you, and, and if you, I can't tell you when, but it's going to happen. And if they get Drew Holiday, man, they might get two rings. Man, that's getting yeah, me excited, just, man. To be honest, I done made a lot of predictions. I've been right about a lot of things. No, I'm not right about everything. Nobody is. But I don't know if Kyrie and Irvin and and KD is enough for, for two rings, but it's enough for one ring. Yeah, I'm interested to see that, that dynamic. I know they played together before, you know, on all-star teams and Olympic teams. Uh, just talk to me a little bit about that dynamic, how you think it's going to work out. A lot of people are saying Kyrie's ego and KD's ego is going to mesh. I mean, uh, have problems. I think it's going to mesh well. It's going, friends. Yeah, they're friends. They, they're, exactly. I mean, on and off the court, they're, they're boys. I think it's a perfect fit. And people always say, oh, yeah, Kyrie Irving is not a, uh, you know, a pass first point guard. If you look at the numbers, what is he averaging, six or six this year? Well, you know, not. Yeah, six it was six not a lot of one-on-one on one players on that team. So, I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie and Karras LeVert. is more of a spot up, but he can put the ball on the floor. Don't, don't, get, it, don't get it twisted. Yeah, LeVert's more on ball. Mm-hmm. He, he dribbles to the rack a lot. So, it's just. Yeah. I think it would match real well because in the fourth quarter, when the game's on the line, how you how you gonna deal with that? That's that's to me is better than Kyrie and LeBron. Because Le, I mean, LeBron is probably still better than Kevin Durant right now, possibly. On I'm only saying that because of the Achilles injury. But if you think about it, one on one players, those are probably skill wise. Skill wise, yeah. I mean, I don't think the league has ever seen anything like Kevin Durant, a seven-foot player that can dribble like that, you know, get to his spot with ease, shoot it over the defender. You know, he can do everything, mm-hmm. man. Exactly. And his defense oh, has improved, I will I say. That's match, match real well. I mean, I, some people say, oh, it won't work. Yeah, that, that's, some, that's some BS if you think it ain't going to work. Because in, in the fourth quarter, you got one, one right here. You, 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 you can't double nobody. You can't double nobody. You just got to put that shit straight up. And by you doing that, Imagine the pick yeah, and you pop. Can do a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's the same kind. Of, it's the same way, kind of with how he's playing with um, Steph Curry. Only difference is Steph Curry can pull it from thirty from thirty feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. I mean, I'm interested to see also who the Nets are going to hire as a coach. I've been hearing a lot of different names, and I just I don't know who I want for the team. I've been hearing Mark Jackson. Um, I've been hearing um, Thibodeau. Yeah, uh, I mean, who else? What's his name on the Cavs? He had the Cavs. What's his uh, name? On the cat, Tyrone Lue? Tyrone Lue, yeah. I've heard his name in the mix as well. So it's interesting to see. Uh, I even heard Jason oh, yeah, Kidd man. might be I available. I think any coach with them. I like all those candidates. I think Mark Jackson deserves a shot. I really do. And him being from New York. Yeah, I feel I feel. Yeah, I feel. feel comfortable with Mark Jackson for Absolutely. some reason. I, I, but Jason Kidd has already been a coach of the net. So mm-hmm. it's like, why? Why can't even flirt with that situation again? Yeah, and he did his dirty mm-hmm. too. So you know, I mean, it would be nice to redeem himself because he's the best player in franchise history. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I agree with that. Um, I would say first Mark Jackson, second Tom Thibodeau, and you know, in that order. And you know what? I I actually went to a a Brooklyn Nets game on Christmas. I don't remember, maybe six years ago when they played Chicago. Derrick Rose was hurt, and I remember yeah, that. Chicago did lost. that game. 
But what I say, what I love about Brooklyn is, yep. it was the diverse atmosphere I've ever been in my life. It, it, it's a new crowd, yeah. I will say mm-hmm. it's a lot of hipsters and a lot of you know, because Brooklyn has changed. If anybody doesn't know the geographic location and all that, you know, Brooklyn has changed. It's not you know very culturally as it was before. It's a lot of new people that moved in from different states and. You know, it's a lot of new fans, and you know, like you said, it's a new culture in Brooklyn. But some mm-hmm. of the OGs are still it, there. It was so many different nationalities at one game. I've never seen so many different nationalities at a basketball game. You know, if you go to Utah, you might see all white people. You know, if you go to Atlanta or somewhere in Charlotte, you might see a mixture, you know, black and you know, Hispanic and white. But in Brooklyn, I saw everything, and I really like the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, also the new owner, Joe Tsai, uh, he's Chinese, so he brings, you know, Chinese night to the to the arena, and he has a lot of Asian fans mm-hmm. coming to the arena. So, you know, that was definitely a, a, a great atmosphere, but I, I'm definitely eager to see KD and Kyrie. I can't wait. Yeah, man, I can't wait either, man. I'm interested to see how they're going to do this, you know, in July, how the league is going to have the scheduling. And I heard it's going to be in Orlando, Florida, with these games. So, so I'm interested – Mm-hmm. I'm what interested to see how it's going to work. If they resume play. Um, when the season was like regular, I picked the Lakers, you know, out of the West. I respect that. I, I, mean, I, 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 I kind of agree with you. I can, I can, I can attest to that. I'm just more, on, I'm more on Kawhi Leonard right now. Um, and what he did in Toronto last year. So the only reason why I wouldn't pick the Clippers because the Clippers didn't have that chemistry. Um, I think the Lakers have more of a year year of a chemistry, and I think that they played together a little bit this year. Those boys in, in L.A., the other L.A.C. team, they really didn't have a chance to really play with each other like that this year. So I would yeah. say Lakers possibly 1A, Clippers 1B, but like I said, I would still probably, if I had to, if I had to choose, I'd probably still go with Kawhi Leonard, but I could be wrong. I mean, man, that series would have been insane, man. Imagine watching that series in the Playoffs, you know, Western Conference uh, semifinals and or no, finals. And no home court oh, advantage. Clippers and yeah, Lakers. No home court advantage. They play in the same arena. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. there was more of a Laker crowd, me personally. But, you know, the Clippers have new fans coming in. And, you know, they're just building a great team, man. And they, they gave Lakers yeah. problems. I mean, the Lakers, year, the Lakers got know? them back, I think, the last time they played them. But the, the Clippers is an, a, a matchup nightmare for them. So... And I think I think Paul George really won sure. the James. He, I think he won him. There's something about Paul George that turns me off a little bit about him in, in the postseason. I don't know what it is. Recently, he just – I don't know. He hasn't lived up to, the you know, his expectation. I know he can play better. I know he's a really great player. It's just something that's oh, turned absolutely. me off a little I mean, bit about him. I, and I agree with you on that because Paul George was the same player that lost to Donovan – a rookie Donovan Mitchell. So, ever since he lost to a rookie Donovan Mitchell, I've kind of been turned off on him. But I still think he has one of the smoothest games in the league. I mean, he has one of the prettiest games we've ever seen. But you can't. You, if you have another perennial superstar next to you in Russell Westbrook, you cannot lose to Donovan Mitchell and Joe Ingles. No disrespect to them. Yeah, man, I remember that series. And Westbrook had a tough time yeah. shooting that series also. Yeah, I mean, but Paul George has a, he's got a great uh, smooth game. But, yeah, you know, he but plays him very around Kawhi Leonard. I mean, that's, that's what he, he needed him. He needed that. That's true. Mm-hmm. And Pat Bev, he brings and that the dog. Got a squad, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. 
the only reason why I, I edged the Lakers a little bit in that series or, you know, the whole NBA right now is because, you know, LeBron and those pieces, mm-hmm. I think they fit well for him. Man. I like that Danny Green pickup. You know, I could just see him hitting him in the corner every time for threes, you know, throwing lobs to AD and JaVale. And, man, I just I feel know, like Danny about that Green team. been in the finals just, so many times. I mean. Yeah, I've seen this guy hit so many clutch yeah, shots. Exactly. So, man, I, I know I, I agree with you in a lot of ways. So I don't necessarily know what's going to happen. I mean, if it resumes, we'll see. It's really if there's no fans, and it's obviously going to change everything. For sure, man. And, you know, I thank you for joining the show today. You know, we're going to wrap it up there. And, you know, hopefully we get this, you know, news resolved about how the scheduling is going to work and how the playoffs are going to start, man. No doubt, bro. Anybody uh, want to shout out anybody? Uh, I want to shout out Coursha Hoops. Um, It's Coursha Hoops with a Z on the end. You can you can follow Corsair Ross and shout out to Lloyd Banks. Shout out to Lloyd Banks, you know, oh, man. man. We rocking with the PLK always. For sure, man. We out, man. Thanks.